I remember going to a meeting, super fired up, very excited, pretty crazy, because one of the first lessons I learned, very simple, was find. I believe your success has a lot to do. Welcome to the Journey Podcast with Aaron and Jessica Rocamontes, where we share our journey to building a seven-figure network marketing company. This podcast is designed to best record and document our lessons learned and best practices to be able to share our experience so that you can avoid things we did wrong and improve all the things we did right. Hey guys, Aaron Jessica Rocamontes here. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. Uh, we're super excited to share with you today. Um, I think uh, this episode is going to definitely be fun, lots of laughs and stories. Um, but before we get there, we are going to do a festive uh, toast. Cheers. Mind my lip gloss. I have there. I have the Santa Claus. We're all Christmas out yeah. here at our house. And, uh, excited. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's tell let's tell them the truth. So some of our lights in our interior just. So here's our, our Christmas tree is kind of like spotty, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and our kids don't know the difference. And so that's okay, right? They know the difference. We've just made it more fun. Yeah. So, so what happened was we put the tree up and then we turned on the lights and then realized some of the lights weren't working, but we weren't going to take the tree back down. Yeah. So we just decorated it and made it fun for the kids. So, but slowly <laughs> it's progressed to dimming. And so uh, our daughter, you know, is like, what's going on? And, then we have a, a garland up, right? Yeah, garland with lights. And they're yeah. dimming. We're like, they're matching. So um, you can but do it too. They're like four or five years old. So we've had them for a while. So yeah. it's just time for new ones next year. That's right. But, Taking donations. Yeah. All right. Here you go. Uh, cheers. All right. We do have our Christmas lights up as well. Uh, I might add, I was able to go out there. He did it all on his own. I did. I was so proud of him. I was proud of myself. In fact, you know what really helps? I, I Actually, I'll take it back. He didn't do it on his own. Our daughter, Alexa, helped. Our son, Josiah, helped. Yep. And they had a blast helping, but they were really cold doing it. Let's be honest, though. Their help was like emotional and like directional help. Daddy, oh. pick this up. Daddy, this doesn't look right. But nonetheless, it motivated me to finish. So <laughs> um, definitely excited about that. So... Uh, so here we are, first year in network marketing. That's what we're going to be talking about today, our first year. So whether you're brand new in this space or you've been in for 30 years, uh, I think some of these stories and lessons learned and maybe even some best practices could be useful. Um, I'll, I'll dive in here and just share with you a couple of things. So when I saw the opportunity, I was 24 years young and I was looking for something, but I wasn't really for sure what I was looking for. I was working in the automotive industry. I was uh, working in a as a finance uh, manager, finance producer, director, um, and so ultimately, you know, money was good, but I was looking for for more essentially. And so, imagine this: I'm 24. I go to what's called like a, like a hotel meeting, right? And uh, I remember showing up, and there's like hundreds of people there, and uh, I'm super excited. And I'm so I'm a sanguine. If you know what that means, the personality types. Personality types. If you do like a disc personality, I'm like a high I, like DNI driver and an influencer. Um, I'm definitely, I see myself as a creative. I love people, they give me energy. Um, I'm not the other side of where people, you know, consumes energy. I just love being around people. And so I show up to a meeting with tons of people, I'm already in. 
I'm just like, sign me up. I have no idea what we're doing, but you're excited. I'm excited. And it's happening. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, I was super, I was all in as soon as I walked, I was the guy that was introducing myself to, um, the, the business owners. Hey, my name's Aaron. So what are we doing right here? You know? And so that, I, that was my first experience of having that type of an environment. And so, uh, I remember going to a meeting, super fired up, very excited. And I got to meet my, my mentor. It was pretty crazy because one of the first lessons I learned, very simple, was find a mentor. I believe your success in the network marketing industry has a lot to do with being connected with the right people. I've heard it this way, relationships are key. And so I remember uh, his name is Chase and he just, you know, we, we connected and, uh, you know, we just, I just knew this is the guy I should be talking to. And uh, it's pretty cool. So through that, um, I learned that I could speed up the process of uh, doing what I need to do and avoid the things that were not good for me. And I was really good at asking questions, asking deeper questions. In fact, I was more of a, a little bit of a challenger, uh, when it came to building the business, because I am a creative, so my thoughts are always non-traditional. Why don't we do it this way? And we just learned to work together really well. And uh, and that I'll just stop there for a second. But because I found somebody that wanted to invest in me, I was brand new. I I was just excited, ready to take action. I was appreciative, and he took interest in me. I was like, let's just go. Whatever you say, I'm all in. So the first lesson. I really want to talk about is, is finding a mentor. Um, Jessica has a, a little bit different story, right? Um, yeah. So he just talked about personality types. I am not his personality type. I'm what you'd call. I feel like I'm all. You're all, you're all you're what's called right amazing personality type. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm more of the laid back personality kind of um, introvert. Is what you hear most often. It's the introvert. Um, I like people. I just don't like being around them as much as he does. And so, um, yeah, so my first year in business, um, I think I mentioned this the last time I wasn't really excited because of the time that he was gone often. And so, um, when he started this, the only reason I came to a meeting initially was just so I could spend more time with him, but I was super pregnant and um, shortly after that, we had our son, our first son, Josiah. And then um, we ended up being in the hospital for almost a month. And so um, network marketing wasn't really where I wanted to be at the time at all. But um, I knew that I had started to see some changes in him already. And the good things that I saw coming from it, I wanted to see more of it. And so that was kind of what piqued my interest at first in starting to build the business with him. But just to be honest, my first year, I did absolutely nothing because I didn't want to support him. And the only reason I was going around was to be with him. So that's technically my first year in network marketing. <laughs> hey, listen, I mean, you know, this is public. So I'm like, man, I don't know. You know. <laughs> Uh, so for being honest, I, you know, I, I believe that doing nothing just wasn't accurate, right? Okay. Because, uh, it was, you know, doing 
I would say that you hammer dialed me sometimes. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if it was like doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. However, I want to I want to say something just in case you know if you're a married couple out there, uh, maybe you have a spouse or you're building this and and you're like trying to almost convince your spouse this is the best thing ever. Trust me, trust me. And then you look back at your old decisions. You're like, why would they trust you? <laughs> you know, and that's kind of me. And so I would say that you know, rightfully so. If I saw, if I was Jessica, seeing how I behaved and the decisions I made. I would probably do the same thing of like, hey, look, like, are are you really going to do this? Is it really going to work? Are you really going to work at it? And uh, one of the things I would say, uh, if you are have you have spouse or married or whatnot, that you know what I think that we both did that worked for us, and we're not saying we're pushing our beliefs on you. We're not saying what's right and what's wrong. It's just what works for us. Is Jessica made a statement I'll never forget, and she said, Aaron, I didn't marry your career, I married you. And so whatever you're doing, I'm in. It did take, uh, you know, about a year to do that. But ultimately, uh, we got on the same page. And what helped was me staying the course, I, I believe, right? I mean, just, it went, and really just, you, you. I mean, from your perspective, I think we've talked about this before, is you just saw me being consistent and congruent with what I'm saying. And then the action of actually building the business, being consistent. Would you agree with that? Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. And then also what I learned that first year is you can't, you've heard this age old saying tons of times, but you can't judge a book by its cover. And so me thinking that, you know, network marketing was just this thing that he was just going to do and then be gone, you know, that wasn't what it was for him. And that's kind of what changed my mind in it. So what he's saying is absolutely true. If you're going to say you're going to do something, you actually have to do it. And um, that's what made me want to start building it with him was him showing me that he wanted to do it and that he was trying to provide for our now family of three because of the time we just had our son Josiah. And so um, that's what made me want to do it even more with him. Yeah. You're five months, we're a few months pregnant too with Josiah when we saw the opportunity. Right. So I was five months pregnant when we had first saw the opportunity and then we had him in March. So just a few months in. Yep. So lots of happening for sure. And so that lesson, you know, the second lesson here is for me, belief drives behavior, which ultimately drives results. And so if you're brand new, you have to learn how to protect your belief. Uh, you know, again, network marketing as a whole has kind of a negative image and connotation. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It is what it is. And I know that's kind of what we're up against in, in a lot of different industries that you, people may not know or are aware of, but there is a professional way of doing it. And thankfully, uh, we, we are connected with people that knew how to deliver that in a professional way. And so I just believed that this was the way for us to be able to build something together, uh, to have a mission together, to have a vision together, to have a platform uh, to have uh, to have built to have the ability to have impact um, for people, to have time with our family, and um, to make money to support the causes that we love and the people that we love, um, and really to invest in what we believe is is invest in the kingdom, right? And so. 
when you're brand new in the network marketing space or any business as an entrepreneur, you have to have self-belief. You have to learn how to protect that belief. And also you have to learn how to grow that belief, which is, you know, knowing who you should be hanging out with, connecting with, that's going to empower you, believe in you. And um, my secret sauce has always been, if you know us, you know, we came from a, a small town. I think I mentioned that before. You know, at the time, I think it was like 5,000 people. I don't, I don't know. I, I worked at the grocery store. My goal was to remember everybody's names. It, it was awesome. Um, however, you know, the the biggest thing, my one of my biggest fans, right, it still is, my biggest fan is my wife, right? Jessica, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Biggest raving fan? Yeah. Biggest fan. Biggest fan, right? Because she sees all the stuff. <laughs> on the other end of the camera, right? Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And by, and, and you should have saw him before this. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was actually not that bad. No. Yeah, not just, bad. Yeah. We just started over a few times. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to figure it out. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So when you get started, if you believe something, right, it's going to drive your behavior. And as you progress and mature in business and entrepreneur, you may adjust uh, a couple of your behaviors because maybe some of the beliefs, I've heard this before, is... It's, I think, I forget who quoted it, but it's not what you know that hurts you. It's what you think to be so true that isn't true that hurts you. And so some of the beliefs along the journey we'll talk about fundamentally has changed or adjusted based off new information or um, unlearning some things, right? But in the beginning, your belief in your business and entrepreneurial spirit and in your dream, your desires, your goals, man, I had a burning desire to be able to have more time freedom with my family. And so my behaviors, they aligned. Yeah. Um, so I'll just piggyback off that, I guess, because one of my things that I learned very early on, because I was very much of a people pleaser and wanted to always do what I thought other people wanted me to do. Um, one of the things I learned was that not everybody's going to be okay with what you do and you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with um, making people upset sometimes with the choices that you make. And so I guess not really thinking or caring what people think to a certain extent, because obviously at some point you do want to care what people think. Um, but when you're building something that you truly believe in, like he, you just mentioned, and you believe to the fullest that it's going to help you and it's going to help your family. And as long as it's legal, um, we just knew that this was going to work for us. And when other people's opinions came our way, it wasn't going to deter us from what we thought was best for us and our family at the time. And so um, that would just be mine is not really caring what other people think, you know, you're going to do what's best for you and for your family. And that has to be okay. And you have to be okay with making that decision and not allowing other people's decisions to sway yours. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just described uh, one of uh, Steve Jobs' famous quotes, which is, don't live in dogma, which is the results of other people's opinions. And so I remember uh, this guy named Eric, uh, he was definitely a mentor to me in the car business. And early on, and he was a director of finance and I was a sales, uh, I was actually a manager at that point. And I remember him saying something like, hey, look, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired based off my opinion, my thoughts, not based off of somebody else's opinion or thoughts of running a department, because otherwise you're just going to have to place blame on that. Mm -hmm. And so I will say this uh, for that second lesson, 
your if you have radical belief, you're going to have radical behaviors and actions. I'm not going to say it's always good, right? <laughs> but you're gonna, you're going to look crazy to the average people out there, uh, and just you know give you a, a quick story. But I would stay out till two, three in the morning with my boys, uh, with, you know, the guys, and we're talking about the dream. We're talking about building the business and, you know, wake up the next day, work out, you know, at 5 a.m. and go to work. And, you know, we would talk to our peers maybe, and they got nine hours of sleep, still tired. We've had two, two hours of sleep, but uh, we had a dream and we we're just like, let's go. That right? was him. That was not me. Jessica was not yet. <laughs> I love my sleep. And yeah. so not to say I won't stay up late, but yeah. like two or three in the morning, four in the morning. That's yeah, yeah that's much. I still, I wake up at 345 now, but I go to bed earlier now. Yeah. Um, you know, so I still have a dream. It's just, you know, three kids, they wear you out. So that's my second lesson. Your little things change. Yeah. It's just small, small changes. Change. Eat healthy, exercise often. Uh, so, so as we, so this is like, say three months in, right? We get, I get started three months in. I've ranked advanced like five times, four or five times. And I say I, Jessica's coming around. Uh, she's a cheerleader in the stands right now, but she ends up getting to the field, right? And as an expression of support. And so we rank advanced, rank advanced. And then our son, we had a um, situation where our oldest son, he was uh, diagnosed with some challenges and he was in the NICU at Cook's Children for 21 days. Mm-hmm. 21 days, 21 days. And so Jessica, you know, has Josiah in the same day, recovers, force recovers and tells the doctors like, I'm going to go see my son. I mean, talk about resilient, right? That was a struggle bus during that time. You stay there all 21 days. There he cooks. At yes. Cook story. The NICU. In the NICU. Yes, I did. And shout out. I mean, we had people that uh, from our church actually, um, worked there and that helped us. It was, it was amazing. Great. It's a good situation. Considered, yeah. What a blessing. blessing. Yeah. And they have great food downstairs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so at that time, you know, our, our, our mentors were actually, you know, basically said, Hey, we got the business. You do what you need to do. Uh, we will, we got it, which speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there was one night where I went home to get change of clothes because what I was doing basically was, you know, waking up early, you know, changing, going to work, working all day, building a business, coming back and wake up to the sounds of, you know, Josiah just not having fun with all the things happening. Right. All the, You know, when the doctor's coming at two in the morning and, you know, sticking them with needles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's one day I went home to grab clothes and I fell asleep. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> Jesse was like, where's my clothes? I wake up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. So all the things, right? All the things are happening. Uh, and then our business goes down to about three, about four or five IBOs. So four or five people. And we we ranked advanced as fast as we ranked advanced going up, we went back just as fast. I mean, it was, it was, it, it takes talent. And so at that time, I'll, you know, I'm three, four months in. You know, I have like the, you know, I'm I'm excited. I rank advanced. I get all this accolade and and attention. I'm like, dude, this is easy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there I was, I was thinking, eh, I'll just quit. (laughs) Right. 
And what, you, you were like, no, right? I, w- I did say no. I don't remember. I don't know why, why you said it because you were not like excited about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I did say no, but I think mainly because I knew he was giving up mm-hmm. versus like there was an actual reason to not build the business. It was him just giving up because of the situation we're in. So I think that's why I said no is because I didn't want you to give up because of the situation we're in versus you not actually liking it. So. Yeah. And so I go back and then um, and then we start building it again. So uh, what helped me during that time, and this is the third lesson, is reading provides revelation. I highly, highly, highly recommend getting a really good reading habit. Not a way where you're like a philosopher where you read a lot of uh, self-help books, self-developed books, and you're like, you're like a walking library, but you take no action, right? Not like that. But what I found was as I was actually out there, you know, building the business, prospecting customers, building a team, uh, growing a team, uh, working with existing uh, team members, sewing into them. When I was reading these books, um, you know, like, you know, uh, Magic of Thinking Big, um, of course, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, How to Have the Confidence and Power with Dealing with People, uh, the Skill of People, the Art of Dealing with People. I mean, the list can go on, bringing out the best in people. All these books, as I was reading the books, they were confirmation and revelation, and it kept my mind grounded. And so uh, third lesson is reading provides revelation. And so my recommendation as you're growing, especially if you're brand new, also go out there and make things happen, take action in your business, you know, but also reading is going to provide um, for you to be sharper, faster. So you communicate, you can articulate, you can understand, you can problem solve, um, and, and you can just mature faster in, in business. And even books like The E-Myth Revisited, Understanding business and not being just a solopreneur, but how to actually scale businesses, think differently, um, all that's going to come into play. And so I, and, and, and I know Jessica, you know, one of the things that you, I mean, we did not have a reading habit, right? Yeah. yeah I, didn't. I, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I read social media. Though once they get out of school, I think they're just completely done with books in general. I mean, that's, I mean, it's yeah. like you. I'm sure. Yeah. There's people out there reading. and kudos, but like not self-development books, not most people anyway. Not so. And, uh, yeah. And so that's, that literally changed. I opened my mind to like, no, figure out how to learn, learning how to learn, uh, was, was super important. And so you started picking up books Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's really like several categories. I kind of, for me personally, I flip through there's relational books, you know, cause we're dealing with people and you, and if you're married, you don't, you know, you work with a spouse, uh, there's skill books, like technical skill books. So if you decide to pivot to learn how to build using technology, uh, modern marketing, right. There's skill books, there's leadership books. I call those soft skills, how to work with people, um, how to collaborate, uh, and things of that nature. Um, and then there's also mindset, you know, a really good book is by, uh, by Dr. Carol S.S. Dweck. And I believe it's called mindset, the new psychology of success. That's a great mindset book. So it gets you out of a, a fixed mindset and then teach you how to have a growth mindset. Um, and then, uh, the fifth one for me, it's, it's based off faith books on faith, um, that grounding. And so I cycle through those and I know you start jumping into 
self-development and books and things of that nature too as well your first year yeah so i definitely did jump into books and mainly it was not for me i was trying to learn how to help my husband but little did i learn i was learning more about me than anything else and so through reading what it does is it just brings out the things that you really never knew about yourself and things that you should probably work on and so while all the while thinking i need to fix my husband i was actually meaning to fix me and so um you know reading just helped me a ton in that area and actually helped me a lot um not really just compare myself to what others were doing and what my husband was doing because i used to compare myself a lot in the very beginning to everything that he was learning and everything that he was processing and the prospecting and the meeting people and all the things that go along with um, that first year i used to compare what I was doing to what he was doing, not realizing I was just in a totally different situation. I was a new mom, just trying to figure out what that was going to look like. Um, you know, our son had just got out of the hospital. I wasn't technically going to all the meetings um, that we had. So I wasn't really learning at the fastest rate that I could. And so I would just feel so bad not knowing, you know, if I was of any value to him at all. And so just really learning, you know, sometimes you have to slow down to speed up and going at your own pace versus trying to go at the same speed as your spouse or just anyone in general, because in the end, it doesn't do anything for you except frustrate you. And um, that's just not a good place to be. So, yeah, comparison is, is, a, is a huge thing, especially in the network marketing environment. You see a lot of success. Um, very few teams highlight failures. So there's this sense, uh, it could be a flawed sense of overabundance of success versus like the reality and authenticity of what's happening sometimes. And um, I know that, you know, I even struggled with comparison and through uh, coaching and mentorship was able to break the bonds of that and things of that. So I definitely highlight that. Uh, the fourth lesson for me in that first year is uh, I still know nothing. <laughs> um, too, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the lesson today, right? We still know enough. The more you know, the more you think you know, the more you realize you don't know, right? And so I say that because, you know, there's a cycle that people run through, right? In sales and business, uh, I learned this years and years ago. And for me, it still holds true. But that first cycle is you get started in a new opportunity and you are excited. You're happy. I mean, you're telling everybody about whatever it is, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And because your excitement and your belief is so high, uh, it starts to work, right? People want to be part of what you're doing. Um, they buy your your product because it helps solve the problem. They believe in you. Uh, so everything seems to be going well. And then you enter that second phase where, you know, you start to have more of a mindset of, okay, I, I, I get it. You have a little bit of success. So you're like, oh, yeah, I, I got it. No problem. I got it. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you start getting some rejection, you know, and, and that rejection as in you're rejected as a person or as an identity, but people say, no, I don't want to be part of the opportunity. No, I don't want, I don't want to buy this anymore. And the sizzle, almost the flash goes away. Excitement. The excitement goes away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's grind time. And so because you, one might think, oh, I know how to do this and it, it stops working, um, then it goes into that third phase where now your belief is low and you're frustrated. 
and then nothing's working. So now you have this this big decision. Am I going to go full full circle and come back to, you know, uh, stage four is where you want to be, whereas you're you're back where you're excited and you're competent um, and you believe. Do I get to that fourth cycle or do I just, you know, say this doesn't work and, and, and leave? And so what I found that works best is learning how to make the distinction between self-judgment and self-evaluation. And what I mean by that is if you have this mindset of I'm terrible at network marketing, nothing's working, just nothing's working. My question to you is nothing's working, right? Like nothing's working. You know, did you talk to somebody? Did you connect with somebody? Something's working. And so it's that comparison that you talked about, Mm -hmm. right? If you can get out of the comparison mindset and stop self judging yourself and say, okay, what, what is working? What's not working? What's effective? What's least effective? What's more effective? And what might we do differently? And just realizing you don't know it all. You know, I was thinking about this today. Uh, I have random thoughts all the time. If you're a dude, you know exactly. I mean, you're driving down the road, you're thinking about like boxing a kangaroo randomly. It's weird. I don't know. Like guys, we just think about weird things. Yeah. Like I'm always thinking about like, okay, if somebody breaks in, like how am I going to handle this? I have firearms here. Well, that's good to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I just think about random things. It's, it's great. But here, here, here's the here's the point to that is once you realize that it's okay to be like, I know nothing right now, but I'm willing to look bad long enough to look good at it. And what I thought about is it's the first time, you know, I tell Jessica all the time, like, hey, it's the first time I'm married. Like, give me some grace. <laughs> it's the first time I'm a... First and only time. Yeah. It's the first time I'm, I have three children and married. So just yeah. give me some grace. Hey, it's the first time, you know, we're launching a podcast, you know, give me some grace. And so one of the one of the pro tips I would provide you is at one point, an entrepreneur did something for the first time and problem solved and figured it out along the way. If you are somebody that wants to be perfect and focus on this has to be perfect and not somebody that's wanting to progress that I think that your chances of success will be delayed as opposed to the person that says, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just get going. Let's just start moving. Let's just start taking action. And um, and I believe that's what has helped us, you know, that first year in our marketing, we made a mess. We made a lot of mistakes. We, we fought. We had arguments. Mm-hmm. We were frustrated at one another, mm-hmm. but we kept progressing. We kept building. We kept growing. Um, and even if our business in itself wasn't growing in, in team size, we were growing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's one thing I learned too, is always to have that learning state of mind, be willing, the willingness to learn, not to just shut down completely whenever you feel like you don't get something kind of what he's saying as far as their perfectionist mindset, because I definitely had that in the very beginning and I just didn't want to do anything because I felt like I wasn't going to do it right. And so always being willing to learn and take coaching and take coaching, even if it's from your husband, um, that's something I needed a lot of help with too. Um, But just the willingness to do so and not to give up on yourself and give up on your spouse and give up on what it is, the dream that you may have. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it's so, it's so funny you just mentioned this. And I'm not going to put this as my my lessons learned in, you know, that first year. But one of the lessons I, I just want to hit on this um, is 
you mentioned, you know, I'm your first, you know, upline, downline, I'm your like coach, your first coach, right? Okay. But also in the same mindset, you're my first downline. And 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 the aspect of she's my wife, right? And the aspect of, you know, it's funny sometimes, you know, people will treat their team better than their spouse sometimes. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? And so that's just something that I had to make sure that we always were in alignment, that we communicated, we set right expectations, we managed those expectations, and it wasn't it wasn't always perfect. No, Mm-mm. right. But again, we were willing to work at it and figure it out versus just shut down. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the other thing I want to talk about is I'll just go. You have to serve people. You know, at the end of the day. The reason why I believe myself and, and Justin can hit on this, but I believe that that first year, what really helped me just fall in love with the network marketing community is we had the opportunity to serve people, to love on people, to go the extra mile. Um, you know, we originally built it the traditional way where I'd be driving, you know, an hour, two hours three hours, sometimes six hours mm-hmm. one way and six hours back the next, you know, the same day to go serve people, to to instill belief in them and say, you know what, and this is all working a full-time job. And, and, and that we'll share those stories later for part of the journey. But what, what I've learned that first year, it really, it taught me that if you want to see success, not just monetary success, but true value, you know, value-based relationships, relational success is go put yourself out there and serve people at a level that they just have never been served. Uh, a great book was given to me. I was 18 years young. My pastor at the time, Pastor Tommy Brandon, he gave me a book. He wrote in it. I have it. It's called The Go-Giver. And at 18 years old, I that's when I got into the car business. And I said, if I can take these six principles... And one of the six principles was your income will be determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them, right? And so like, once I like said, okay, I just need the biggest platform to serve and and, and provide value. And that's, man, I got addicted to serving people. And then, and then you, I never knew, I never realized that, you know, obviously you would have a community of ladies that you could also so into. Right. And I I think serving for me came really hard that first year because I didn't know what it was to look like. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't really have a ton of fr- friends growing up and um, I didn't really know what it was to serve. Um, and so whenever this community came along and there were ladies coming along, I didn't really know what to do other than invite them over to my house. Uh, I think we invited everybody over to our house yeah. a lot. We had tons of people in our home. And um, that's really, really where I first learned how to do that. And it was just really fun and exciting. And I learned a lot about people and learned a lot of their quirks and just different things. And so I learned to be excited about people coming into my home because, like I said, I didn't have the personality for. I didn't like, I liked people. I just didn't always like people in my home. And so I'm I'm kind of like a homebody. So like people in my space or used to be people in my space used to bother me a lot. And so um, 
just getting out of your comfort zone and being willing again to serve people and um, shows a lot for for you and for them. So, so I will I won't say your name because you know he he still I mean they've been part of our team for like eight and a half years right but um, he would come over this is like this is when we first got started he'd come over and uh, he just goes straight to our fridge yes <laughs> <laughs> you're watching you're you're laughing. <laughs> and uh, I go straight to our fridge and just eat, drink. And I would never say anything. We would never say anything. I would never uh, say anything. But as soon as he left, I'd be like, Aaron, why doesn't he just ask? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Why doesn't he just ask? But uh, man, we're still friends. So yeah, that's good. You can Venmo us now, uh, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll say this. If you're, if you're in your first year or you just got started, um, it's worth it. You know, network marketing isn't perfect. I've heard this from uh, a guy named Eric, and it's so true. Network marketing isn't perfect, but it it, it is it is better. And uh, you do it professionally. You do it in a way where you serve people. You give value first. Uh, you do it in a way where you're not hunting people and being salesy and trying to manipulate people and things of that nature. It is a fun business to build, and especially if you have a spouse, it's fun to build with a spouse. And um, so even though we had people come in and I would never say they took advantage of us because we we never said anything. And honestly, we're the type of people who are like, just eat it all, get all, you know, get, you know, just come on, it's have fun. Um, because we saw the bigger picture, you know, early, early on as we we see it today. And so I just encourage you, stay the course. Um, you're you're constantly problem solving along the way. Uh, it's worth it. Uh, find good people. Um, get surround yourself with good people and believe, you know, believe that, you know, your goal is just around the quarter. 